by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. How y'all doing? Let's try it again. How y'all doing? Good, 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 good. Well, thank you, Pastor. Thank you for the opportunity. How y'all doing? Uh, we are going to be talking about some things this morning that I think will bless you. I think it'll apply to everybody, uh, whether you're old or young or somewhere in the middle. Do we got any middle-ins around here? <laughs> Even if we're old, we're not gonna we're not gonna own that, right? We just we're we're aging, but we're not getting old, amen. And so anyway, but you know, thank God, 2020 is over. And then 2020 is like, hang on, watch this. And uh, But you know what? Nothing takes God by surprise. Okay, let me just kind of back up. I'm Zachary Bigley. Nice to meet everybody. When I talk and you like something I say, it's okay to be like, amen, or preach it, or testify. Come on, somebody. Hey, I'm all right with that now. I, I tell a story. I may have told it here before, but I've been preaching, oh gosh, I don't know, 20-something years or so now. And um, I was in a Colorado Springs at a kid's church one time, a little elementary age, probably, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 kids in this, this class. And I'm rambling on like preachers do, kind of like what I'm doing right now. And this little kid, he pops up. He's about right over there about where James is at. He's like, get to the point already. I had to get to the point, you know, and, and, and it's just like you wish, you wish you could do that in an adult service sometimes. But um, let me get to the point. But anyway, so I'm used to things. I'm used to things going on and, and people talking. But um, but you don't just have to stare at me the whole time. If you like something I say, it's okay to smile. At least smile back at me. But we go through things in life, amen? Let's try it again. We go through things in life, amen? No one is exempt from trials or tribulations, no one is exempt from stuff. No one is exempt from uh, going through it. It, you fill in the blank. It could be whatever. And Jesus told us that these things were going to happen. And, and you know, if, if we're really honest and we take a step back and we just kind of evaluate life, we, we shouldn't be surprised when we go through it. I feel like i got a sermon title. Going through it. You ever gone through it? Now get that other word out of your head if you're thinking about that one. But sometimes you just you, you go through it. You're walking and, oh man, I, I stepped in it. Oh man, it got it on me. We go through things, and 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 honest, and 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 I'm stuttering. Let me slow down. And when we go through things, it shouldn't really take us by surprise, because the key word in all that going through it is this: going through. 
the, the end result is not ever going to be the same as it is at that moment. You know, the, the stuff we go through, the trials that we face, the tribulations that come our way, the, 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 um, the persecution that comes at you, whatever the case may be, when it hits you, we should actually get excited. Now, I know that's tough. I'm going to try to explain some things to the world. We should actually get excited when we go through some stuff because we're going through Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will. Come on, help me out, preachers. Fear no evil. David's telling us when I'm going through stuff, when I'm walking through even the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, it it looks like death is looming over this pathway. Lord, I thought you said I'm supposed to walk the paths of righteousness and the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Why does it seem like death is looming on this path? David made a conscious decision, and this is what I want to get into this morning, is he says, Yea, though I walk through, keyword, the valley of the shadow of death, I will. That word right there, will. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, will. Will. That's a powerful word that we have within our language. I will. He's saying, I choose. I'm making a conscious decision. I'm willfully deciding I will fear no evil. What's evil to you? What, what's the thing that's coming against you? What's, what's the trial you're facing? Don't fear it. Now, it's easy for me to preach that to you. It's a whole other thing to walk this thing out. Amen? That's why we come to church. That's why we meditate on the Word. That's why we sit and we listen to teaching. You know, these things right here, as big of a distraction as they are, they can be one of the most amazing tools for a Christian in this life, YouTube and podcasts and the Bible apps and all the different things that are on there, you can, you can meditate and consciously uh, fill yourself up with teaching in God's Word. So go over to John chapter, chapter 16, verse 33. Let's talk about some things. I'm going to go through some scriptures, and I'm going to give you some definitions. So be prepared kind of for a sort of mini Bible school today, and we'll get into some things. i got to try to drink Starbucks and move this thing out of my microphone. John 16, verse 33. Jesus talking here. Before I read, let me pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this church. I thank you for Pastor Guy and Pastor Angie and God and just every leader and person that's attending this church. Lord, I pray your blessing over them. I pray, God, that you continue to give them wisdom and grace. Help them to walk in your paths. And thank you, Father God, for victory in every situation in all of our lives. So may your word help us grow and become better today than we were yesterday. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus saying in, uh, to his disciples here, verse 31, he said, the scriptures say, Jesus answered them, do you now believe indeed the hour is coming? Yes, has now come that you will be scattered, each of you, excuse me, each to his own and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the father is with me. Jesus had a Revelation, a conscious understanding that the Father was with him, no matter if people are around him or not. Verse 33, these things I have spoken to you, listen, that in me, in Christ, in Jesus, you may have peace. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, peace, peace. In Jesus, we will have, or we may have peace. In the world, you will, there it is, have tribulation. You're going to have it. But be of good cheer. Get this. I have overcome the world. Let me give you some definitions 
Tribulation, if you're taking notes, means this, oppressing, oppressing together, pressure. Metaphorically means oppression, affliction, tribulation, distress, straits. It's that word pressure. You ever felt pressure in life? Maybe it's health pressure, it's financial pressure, it's family pressure, relationship pressure, whatever the pressure is. You felt pressure. That's what tribulation is. It's, it's that pressing down to try, to try to hold you down, to try to prevent you from growing, to try to prevent you from excelling, from trying to prevent you from going to that next level. It tries to, to keep you, you locked down, pressed down. Jesus says you're going to have some pressure in this world. You're going to have some pressure in this world. But he said, be of good cheer. What's that word cheer mean? Be of good cheer. Well, let me tell you. It means courage. You can rely on someone or something. Cheer means confidence, a firm trust. Jesus is saying, look, you're going to have some pressure in this world. In this world, you will have some tribulation, some pressure, some affliction. But be confident, be of good cheer, be confident, firmly trust, rely upon me, have some courage. Listen, I was in Ohio preaching uh, sometime in July, I think, oh yeah, it was in July, and, and as I was preaching, this, this, I said this in the message, I said, we got to get, I was talking to a group of teenagers, I said, we got to get some fight in us. Come on, old school, you know, back in the day, we, we didn't have computers, the way we come up is we had some issues. Guys, maybe the girls weren't like this, but guys, generally speaking, we would fight, punch each other, and then we were cool. We were like buddies. We were friends. We'd go hang out, and it's just you fought, you got it out of your system, you moved on with life. Well, the thing about being um, uh, in, in a new generation is everything is a lot of it's behind these computers, and we're hiding behind these keyboards, and, and it's, it's, it's this, this whole kind of um, the, the fight aspect. It's, it's not... It's not like it was kind of back in the day. The older generation, you know what I'm talking about. And, and what I'm, I'm not encouraging people to fight. Don't hear what I'm not saying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is we got to get, spiritually speaking, we got to get some fight in us. Meaning when the enemy comes at you, when the enemy starts to attack you, when the enemy starts to, to play his, his, his cards and do his thing and, and pressure starts hitting you and tribulation starts hitting you, are we just going to take it lying down? Are we just going to say, okay, Sarah, Sarah, this is my lot in life. I'm just, I'm just going to go through tribulations. Or, or are we going to get some fight in us and say, yeah, devil, you may be coming at me, but guess what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I, I, I may be going through tribulations. I may be going through some affliction. I may have some pressure in my life, but guess what? Jesus told me to have courage. Now, sometimes I may have courage while my knees are shaking. <laughs> Glory to God. Lord, you got to come through on this one. Because Lord knows my mind may be racing, but I got to stand in faith. I got to have confidence. When on the inside, my mind may be racing and I may be freaking out. On the outside, I got to say, no. Glory to God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What, what's that in the world? That's that spirit of Antichrist. The things that are anti-God, the things that are anti-Jesus. No, greater is the Holy Spirit. Come on, church. I got some friends in here today. Guys, we got more in us than the world's got in them. 
the world ain't going to win. All right, we'll get to preaching. Maybe you'll get to shouting back here in a little bit. Be of good cheer. Have some confidence. Take some courage. Get some fight in you. Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, Jesus, you just tell us that we're going to have some pressure. Okay, not the best news I want to hear. I want to go skipping through tulips and hanging out and everything be nice and lovely and everybody get along. And I, I want that good life. You know what I mean? I want all my, you know, never have to lack, never have to struggle. I just want peace, 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 man. That's what I want. So, Jesus, this isn't the best news, but, but he's, he's, he's giving us an encouragement here. Be a good cheer. I've overcome. Look at this. The word overcome. What does that mean? Look at this. I like this. It means to subdue. This is what Jesus did. I have overcome the world. He has, it means to overcome, means to subdue, quieten, bring under control, to deprive it of power to harm, to subvert its influence. Listen, the world is out there, especially with young people, but even adults as well. It's trying to influence us. It's trying to cause us to not progress in the things of God. It's trying to cause us to be beaten down or you fill in the blank with whatever is going on in your life. But listen, be of good cheer. Take some confidence in God today. Be encouraged. Have some courage. Have some faith. Get some fight in you. Jesus has subdued. He's quieted. He's brought under control the world. He's deprived the world of its power to harm you. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Jesus has overcome. He has subverted the world of its influence in my life. And the word, if you're wondering what the world means, it's the ungodly multitude, everyone alienated from God and hostile toward the cause of Christ. What you going through today? Jesus has deprived the world of its power to harm you. Guys, that should put our shoulders back a little bit. Have I ever told y'all the story about when I was probably 20 years old and I was uh, fresh walking with God maybe a couple years and I went to the mall back in, in Arlington, Texas where I used to live and there was this guy I can still tell you his name. And, and in my mind, he was like a little bit better than me. You know, in high school, he was he was a soccer player. And he was just like the prep and kind of just seemed to have better things going on than, than the lifestyle I was involved in, which was not good. And I saw him. So now I'm walking with God for about two years. And I saw him. And so I have this whole idea that he's kind of better than me. You know what I'm saying? Um and I'm walking in, in, in this big mall, and it was like he was on the other side. There was this big opening. He was, it was on the second floor. He was on the other side, and I'm here. And I saw him, and when I saw him, I, my, my body, even my posture, went like this. Like, it was almost like a shame, like an internal, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, you're, you're cooler, you're better. I'm here. And on the inside, I heard these words, stand tall and command respect. 
See, how many times, not that he was even doing that. This is all my own issues, my own insecurities that I was dealing with. And, and, and how many times do we sit there and the enemy comes in or through maybe life experiences come in and, and it causes us to make ourselves feel less than other people? Causes us to feel like maybe other people are better or other people deserve more. Or other people, you know, it's pastor. He's a pastor. Of course, he's going he's gonna to have the blessing and all these cool things. But, but what happened is it caused me when I heard those words, the Holy Spirit spoke on the inside of me, stand tall and command respect. My shoulders went back. You stand up. And it's, it's all about carrying ourselves differently. And how many times are we walking as Christians with the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of us, and then the enemy comes in, or maybe the world starts flashing all their stuff and saying, look what we got, you're over there serving Jesus, you're going to church, oh, you're just a dud, you're lame, whatever, 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 and the world's flashing all their stuff, and all of a sudden it makes you feel like, but what if we started realizing, yeah, y'all may have the stuff, y'all may have the things, but guess what I got? I got something that can't be taken. I got the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of me. I got peace which passes all understanding. I got the power of God dwelling on the inside of me. I have the one who has overcome the world living and dwelling in me by his Holy Spirit. I have the one that has subdued the world walking with me all the days of my life. John 16, 33. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. He says prior in that verse, uh, that in me you may have peace. That word peace means the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. Now I gave you a bunch of definitions and let me get into some preaching stuff here and, and then we'll have some church. You all right with that? All the stuff that I just said about Overcoming the world and being confident, understanding what Jesus, what that word overcome is, understanding tribulation. All this has to be received by faith. Everything that we have from God has to be received by faith. Y'all here this morning. I choose to accept this is true. I believe it. That settles it. Go to Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Don't raise your hand when I ask this question. But I'm sure we all, at some point in our life, have dealt with this. But how many of you guys have ever dealt with anxiety, worry, or fear? Don't raise your hand, just a rhetorical question. Anxiety, worry, or fear? If you're a parent, I don't know what it is about being a parent, but it's like the moment you have a kid, all of a sudden you got like the crazy thoughts of like, you're checking on your baby. Are they still breathing? Are they in the, like, just like, where are these thoughts coming from? I remember that when I had my, my daughter. It's like, all this, like these fear thoughts just started coming at me. Like, is she okay? Is everything all right? Like, I wasn't thinking about that before she was born, right? But, but in life, right, we, we deal with thoughts. We, we, we deal with anxiety. You know, there's so much pressure on these young generations. There's, um, there's so much distraction in life with us. You ever done this? You ever been walking somewhere, maybe outside, or in a room full of people, and you're just zapped in on this little contraption? Totally distracted. You ever seen anybody, maybe a video of them on their phone, and they walk into a door or walk into a wall, 
because they're so focused on this. A lot of distractions in here. I was talking with a young man the other day, and he told me that he was having a, a Snapchat conversation with somebody. You know what Snapchat is? It's like a social media app. He was texting or something to Snap, or sending, I think they send pictures. It's like they send half of their face. You don't do a full selfie. I've learned this with Snapchat. <laughs> Gabriel taught me this one. You don't send a full, full-on selfie. That's just weird. If you're doing Snapchat, you don't just send a full face picture. It's got to be like half your face, and you got to be looking off like into the distance or something. I don't know. It's just what they do, these, these young whippersnappers. And so anyway, he was having this text conversation on, with someone on Snapchat, and then another conversation with the same person in actual text messaging. And I'm like, why don't you just pick up the phone and, like, call them? Like, just consolidate these conversations into one, and you're done. Like, the conversation's over, you move on in life, you go actually talk to somebody else. No, that's not what we do. That's just not how you do it. You have a snap conversation about this subject. You have a text conversation about... Then you throw in your Instagram, and if you do Facebook, and you got all these, there's so much distraction in this world, in this life, specifically through technology and information overload. And, and I'm not trying to come across like the preachers back in the 50s that were like preaching against Elvis Presley and his dancing and all this stuff. Stay away from your cell phones, kids. You know, I'm not trying to be that dude. But I am, I am bringing some consciousness to the fact that, hey, y'all, we're real distracted. It's a major issue in our day and age among all age groups. Distracted. It's literally dividing our thoughts into a limiting capacity of life that we can't peacefully live. The word anxious, if you want to take some more notes, its meaning is to be troubled with cares. A feeling of worry. Nervousness. Or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Come on, mamas, and your boys, your kids, your children. That uncertain outcome, especially if you if you if you like if you control, you like control, and you they start growing up on us, and we can't quite control them like we used to. Ah! That imminent outcome, that uncertain. Outcome, it, it causes these feelings of worry and nervousness and unease. You look up this word anxious, it's rooted in the idea of distraction, to be drawn in different directions. Hence, a Snapchat conversation and a text message conversation. You even further break down this word anxious. It's rooted from a word that means to part. To divide. So listen. When our thoughts are divided, parted through distraction, it can create a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, resulting in trouble in our life. All this is summed up in the word anxiety. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Look at verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Look at that. That's the NLT. Don't worry about anything. Let me ask you a question. Y'all still with me? 
The New King James says it, be anxious for nothing. The New Living Translation says, don't worry about anything. To me, as I'm reading this, and talking to someone that's dealt with anxiety before, dealt with worry, dealt with fear. So I'm not trying to come across as a holier than thou and got it all figured out. We're walking this thing out. But as I'm reading this, I see, and let me back up before I say this, the Apostle Paul wrote Philippians. And if we believe as Christians in the Bible, in the Word, that it is, is inspired, the Scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit, we, we can understand and trust that, that the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write this. And really to sum it up, we could just say, God said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, to be anxious for nothing. When I read that, what I'm seeing is that this is actually a possibility. Don't worry about anything. If God's got it in his word, come on, track with me. If it's in there and it says to not worry about anything, and if we trust that this scripture is God's word, we have to settle. we got to settle this. I'm not saying it's actively happening in your life yet. Don't, don't, go, don't get ahead of me. I'm si- simply setting the bar here. If God says to be anxious for nothing, it is an actual possibility that I can live a life free from anxiety. It's possible. Can we agree on that? It's possible. If God said it, and we believe this is the word, it's possible. But how do we do that? How do we get to the spot where I'm living free from anxiety? How do I get to the spot where I'm living free from worry, where I'm not stressing about bills or my kids or life or this thing or this blindside or whatever? How do I do it? Glad you asked. Don't worry about anything or I'm glad I said the question right. Instead, so, so here, here's the alternative. Instead of worrying, instead of being anxious, instead of walking around with this feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, come on, if you've ever dealt with anxiety, you know there's even a feeling attached to anxiety. It's, it's a, that's why we take the pills. That's why we, we do the things we do, just to ease. Come on, don't look at me so holy. You just, you're trying to ease the moment just to get some relief. Just so your mind don't trip out. You don't think you're going crazy. God, take me now. Come on, am I talking real? Are we, are we, in, are we real life stuff today or are we just playing church? God, let me just go live and be a monk in the desert somewhere, man. Like, forget everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Let me just go and hang out and just pray. And that sounds good sometimes to me. So it's possible. Think, think, I want you to think about this. This is the picture I got earlier. You know, we're, the Olympics are going on. And the pole vault. You know the pole vault, the big, long pole? The dude's running. I don't know if they run like this. Let's pretend they do. And you got the big, the big pole, right? Pole vault. And it's up there. And it's, it's, it's a bar. It's a standard. It's like way up there. But they have to do a whole process to reach that goal. So they go. They put the, the stick thing in the ground. They get slung over this thing, and then they do like the whole body bend thing, and they clear the, the, the bar. Verse 6, don't worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing is the bar. That's the goal. That's where we're going. I said that's where we're going. Church, 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 that's where we're going. 
Like, it's possible. Come on. Stir that faith up on the inside of you. Get that in your mindset. We, we are ch- transformed by the renewing of our mind. Oh, anxiety. Mama dealt with it. Daddy dealt with it. Grandma dealt with it. Do you know my family? Hello, somebody. Come on. We, this is what we Woo! Do you know what's going on? Do you know what's happening in my life? Do you know the stress? Of, okay, fine. Welcome to the club. We're going to have tribulation. We're going to have pressure. It's coming. It's here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're probably in the midst of it. But the goal, the bar is I can get to a spot because God said that I can be anxious for nothing. How do I do this? Instead, I pray about everything. I like how the message says it. It's, and I'm paraphrasing, but it talks about uh, when, when we... When we Instead of worrying, we take it to God in prayer that our prayers will actually shape our... How's it say it? Let me read it. Message? Okay. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. What are the worries? It's, it's the potential what-ifs that may happen. And come on, you know how our minds go sometimes. Don't we typically go to the worst-case scenario? Come on, y'all. Don't we typically go to the worst-case scenario? You get news, and, and you think, well, what happened? Worst case? Why isn't it? Man, it's probably the best thing that's ever happened. Oh, my, I got a phone call. Please call immediately. Oh, man, they're probably about to give me, you know, just some great news or something. <laughs> but typically, we don't think that, do we? It's always, most likely, worst case. So he says, instead of fretting or worrying, pray. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, rather, pray. And let these petitions, what's a petition? It's a written formal request to God. Man, take your prayers. Something I need to do too. Let's take our prayers and write them out like a formal request like you're going to send to the governor to request something or to the king. Let your petitions, go back one more, go back. Please, thank you. Pray, but what happened? She just lost me. (laughs) Where'd you go? Go back to the message real quick, would you? Uh, nope. Oh, she's ahead. Let me just go back. Okay. That's where we're going in case you wonder. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Instead of letting your mind be anxious and worry and just go over and over and over and playing out these scenarios over and over your head. Verbalize and articulate these worries into prayers. God, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm stressed. I'm mad. I'm afraid. I'm wor- like, can you be real with God? If you can't be real with God, who can you be real with? God, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm worrying about. This is what I'm tripping. I'm stressing whatever vernacular you want to use. And God, I'm taking these worries and now I'm giving them to you because I can't do this on my own. And when we come to that knowledge that y'all, you are not smarter than God. You're not more powerful than God. You can't fix. Matter of fact, when we start getting our hands up in the mix, we typically are going to probably mess it up a little bit more. But when we allow God to know our concerns, look what happens in verse 7. And the peace of God, then you'll experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. The New King James says, surpasses all understanding. His peace will guard 
your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So check this out. Gabriel, come here. Gabriel's been traveling with me this summer. He's about to go to Rainbow Bible Training Center, get trained up for ministry. I've known him since he was like 11 years old, and uh, now he's 20 years old. These youngins are growing up on us. Gabriel, come stand right here, please. So Gabriel is going to be our Christian that's dealing with anxiety, worry, and fear, okay? You can wave wave to the audience. He's like, great, anxiety through the roof (laughs) in front of a crowd. Thanks, brother. (laughs) So you stand right here. He's, He's average Christian dealing with stress, dealing with anxiety, dealing with fear. Okay. Now I need a... can I, can I use you, brother, as an example? And then my brother here. Come here. And then you right there. Come here. Three of y'all. Yeah, and if y'all, no, 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 no. <laughs> if y'all can stand right here. <laughs> no, no. Stand right there, please. Okay. And uh, y'all, I'll, I'll tell y'all what y'all are going to be in just a moment. Okay. And then, uh, let me, James, come here. No, no. They're, they're the good people. They're the good people. Let me get, let me get uh, can I get you two brothers right there? Y'all come here. Come here. Come here. All right. Stand right here. All right. Y'all give it up for him. Come on. And just stand right here. Stand right here. But face, face me. Face me. Face me. All right. Okay. So <laughs> don't knock him over. Okay. Come, come make like a line. This is all going to make sense in a moment. Just bear with me. Come stand right here. Come stand right here. Okay. Average Christian dealing with anxiety, worry, fear. Worry, fear, anxiety. They're trying to come at him. Okay. He's trying to live life. He's trying to do his thing. He's trying just to be a Christian. He's been reading the Bible. And man, all of a sudden, this fear starts coming. Were you fear or worry? Your fear. So fear, come here. So fear. So fear comes at him, and fear is just shaking his fist at him and be like, smacking him around and just whooping him up good. And he's like, oh my gosh, fear, fear. I'm afraid, this, that, that thing. And then your worry, right? Okay, worry comes up. And all of a sudden, fear hits him, and then worries messing with him. Like, oh, I'm going to get you. You're never going to make it. All the Whatever the worry thoughts come at you. And then anxiety pops up. And anxiety's like, ah! And anxiety's like, I'm going to get you, man. I'm going to mess up your hair. Oh, no. See, he's, he's like, oh, you're tripping. Don't mess up my hair. <laughs> so they're coming at him. So now he's, he's, he's at, at a choice. He's been hearing this message. He's had a spot where now he's like, okay, the Bible says be anxious for nothing. Okay, I have a choice. I, I know it's possible, but I'm not living in that right now. I know it's possible because the word says it, but currently I've got anxiety and i got fear and i got worry surrounding me. It may look like I'm surrounded. Okay. And so he's tripping. He's going through it. He's going through it. He's going through it. He's going through it. And then all of a sudden he comes across verse 7 of Philippians chapter uh, verse 6. And he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with, keyword thanksgiving. That's the clincher. That's the clincher. 
God, I'm dealing with worry. I'm dealing with stress. I'm dealing with fear. I'm dealing with anxiety. But Lord, I'm thanking you in advance. That's faith. I'm thanking you in advance for what you're going to bring me out of. Lord, I remember when I dealt with this back in 2016 and you brought me out. I remember when I was seven and you brought me out. I remember when you helped me and I remember when you did. And I, Thankfulness. Lord, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. So all of a sudden he starts praising God. They're still surrounding him. And he's like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, put your hands up, man. Come on, I need you to work with me. Work with me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Meanwhile, anxiety, worry, and fear still trying to get him. And then the moment he starts praying to God, he makes a decision. He says, no, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to fret. Instead, Lord, I'm going to pray with thanksgiving, tell you what I need, and thank you for all that you've done. And then verse, look at this, 7. And the peace of God. <laughs> Notice it's not some little weak folks. You got some strong dudes up here. Right, show them, show them your muscles. Right? And, and fear's like, I ain't so small myself, you know what I mean? And then you'll experience God's peace, right? Which exceeds anything we can understand. So while he's praying, the Bible says, come with me. The peace of God will come in and guard your hearts and your minds. Come on, get fear, get fear. And surround them, surround them, surround them. Face this way. Will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So all of a sudden, he's praying. He was tripping. He was stressing out. And then fear still tries to come in. Not today. Worry, anxiety tries to come in. No, no, no. Get out. Worry tries to come in. Nope. Bye. Why? Because when we take this stuff to God in prayer, y'all, we have to have a prayer life as Christians. We got to have a prayer life as Christians. When they come at us, when the enemy comes, when fear, when worry, when anxiety comes, the peace of God. Notice it wasn't the fighting of God. It wasn't the faith of God. It wasn't. It was the peace of God literally guards, defends, protects our hearts and minds. That's where the battle's at. The thinking. That's where anxiety gets you. Your thoughts. That's where fear hits you. Your thoughts. So they try to come, and all of a sudden you find yourself enveloped, surrounded, and protected by the peace of God. Come on, give it up for them today. Y'all can be seated. They did good. They did good. Y'all don't know y'all was going to be in acting class today, huh? Did, did that paint a good picture for you, though? So now you go home, and one of these things tries to hit you. Now you have a picture. Ah, I'm praying. Lord, I'm, I'm seeking your face talking to you. I'm, I'm tempted to worry. I'm, that anxious feeling is trying to hit me. <sighs> nope. I'm going to turn this into a prayer. Lord, help me. Lord, guide me. And then beyond that, that's like the initial thing. The peace of God begins to surround me. Then we go even further to where we're no longer on the defense alone which was the peace of God, God, that's defense. 
If we had a Hammond B3 organ, this would be some time to have some church while I'm about to sit here. <laughs> we go from the defense, so we know God's peace is protecting us. Then all of a sudden, we start listening to pastor's word, and we start getting into the word for ourselves. That's, that's really where the, the game changer is, when you start opening the Bible for yourself. And you start reading this stuff, and you start getting in your concordance, and you start looking up words on overcoming anxiety, overcoming fear, or whatever the, the situation you're dealing with, right? And you start finding the words, and all of a sudden, you go from not only being with the defensive of God, you go on, on the offense with the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And it's, it's not enough just to, to read it alone. That's a huge part, meditating on the Word, prospering day and night. As we meditate, we think upon this Word. We'll get into that in just a moment. But then it goes beyond that to now I'm speaking the Word. So when anxiety comes at me, instead of me just allowing that thought just to run rampant in my mind, and my, my anxiety, not my, because I don't even want to claim that stuff. When anxiety tries to come at me, and let, let me teach, let me just encourage, don't claim and walk around saying my anxiety, my fear, my worries. No, don't receive that stuff. It ain't yours. It's from the enemy. We don't want nothing of the enemy. When anxiety, worry, fear comes at us, then I can begin to counter it with the sword of the spirit. I go on the offensive and I say, no, 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 no. I choose to be anxious for nothing. I have not been given the spirit of fear, 1 Timothy 1.7. But God has given me power, which is authority, love, and a sound mind, a disciplined mind. You start speaking the word over your situation, and you'll start seeing your situation line up with the word. Mm-mm-mm. Young people, that's the game changer. That's the game changer. Speak the word. Speak it out loud. Stand in front of a mirror. Look at yourself square in the eyeballs. Say, I will not fear. Speak the word. I'm getting back into some old school stuff, y'all. I'm serious, man. You go through stuff, you go back to your foundation. And I got a whole generation. God's been gracious to me and allowed me to, to minister to this young generation, this Gen Z. But look, man, them old school days of like believe, receive, and speak, you know, speaking the word and believing the word, old school faith stuff. Y'all, y'all grew up with that teaching? That old school stuff. Old school ain't old school. It works. Got to get some fight in us. Or we could just take everything the enemy throws at us and just stay defeated, stay anxious, stay worried, stay broke, stay afraid, stay sick. Or we rise up. We say, no, I'm not allowing this to dictate my life. Jesus has overcome the world. Now, look, it's really easy for me to stand up here and preach it to you. And I know that. It's a whole other thing when you're at home, and you're driving in the car, and you're by yourself, and the thoughts hit you. But I'm endeavoring to equip you with tools to fight this good fight of faith. Being free from anxiety is a possibility. This, is, this can happen. Y'all, come on. Do y'all believe that? 
Like, it, it's a possibility. Like, this is a reality that can happen. It's 11.45, in case you're wondering. I don't know. Don't tell the preacher if it's accurate. We're, I'm going off that clock. Well, that's 11.46, and that's 11.45, so we, we're about a minute apart. So what are you distracted with today? What's bringing you feelings of worry, nervousness, or unease? What imminent event or an uncertain outcome are you worried and nervous about? What are you being distracted with? What is drawing you in different directions? What is parting your thoughts? What is dividing your mind? Rhetorical questions. But questions nonetheless. I want you to be of good cheer. I want you to take some courage. I want you to, to be confident that there is hope. Y'all know what hope means? It's a confident expectation. It's being able to walk around like we were, you were telling me last night about the rat in the water. Y'all heard that story? The pastor told you about that story? There's a, a rat in the water. And it was struggling, just like like a cup of water or something. It was struggling, 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 struggling for maybe 19 minutes or so. And somebody pulled it out and saved it. And then they put it back in the water. And it was struggling, struggling. So 19 minutes came, like an hour, two hours. It went like way beyond the 19 minutes when it was about to die the first time because it had this hope that it was going to be saved again. That's a rat. Imagine us as humans, right? Getting a confident expectation that God will come through once again. <sighs> Do you hear me? He's going to come through again. Let's cast our cares into the Lord today. Today, whatever it is. Let's leave worry at the altar. Let's leave worry and anxiety and fear behind us. So often throughout scriptures, they tell us to fear not. Be not afraid. Why? Because we got a lot that we could be afraid about if we just allowed our thoughts to just go. But ladies and gentlemen, we can be anxious for nothing. Three words I want you to see. Always, nothing, and everything. Philippians 4, 4 through 6. Rejoice in the Lord always, which means to be calmly happy. Be anxious for nothing and in everything by prayer. When you're tempted to worry, when you're tempted to be anxious, stop and turn it into a prayer. What if you didn't even care who was around you? Typically, we don't care who's around us when we're verbalizing our, the anxiety or the, the, the fears. 
hey, let me tell you what I'm going through. Oh, the worry, I'm so worried about it. What if we just say, you know what, dude, I'm just shooting straight with you. I'm tempted to worry. I'm feeling a little anxious right now. I'm going to pray. I don't know about that. Well, look, I don't. that's between you and God. I got to pray. Lord, help me. Lord, I turn this into a prayer. I thank you for getting me victory. I thank you for, for peace. I thank you that your peace is now surrounding me and guarding me and protecting my heart. Let's intentionally choose to focus our thinking on things that are good. In case you thought I left out this last verse. Verse 8, it says this, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate, think about, chew, ponder on these things how do you overcome anxiety you pray to God with thanksgiving you receive his peace and then you change what you think about what are you thinking about today what's the good that can come out of this what's the positive what's the what's the productive side of this What's the noble thing? What's the just thing? What's the pure thing? What's the lovely thing? What's the good report? What's the virtue? What's the praiseworthy thing? Meditate on that. Don't meditate on the fear. Be intentional on what we think about. Think about the good and worthy, praiseworthy things. Things that are true and honorable and right and pure and beautiful and respectable. And ladies and gentlemen, there's grace to do all this. There's grace to do all this. There's grace to not be anxious. And how do we get it? We receive it by faith. And faith works by love. So let me encourage you on this. You're dealing with anxiety. You're dealing with stress. You're dealing with worry, fear. It's the grace of God that helps us to overcome this. And we receive that by faith. But our faith works by love. So so, so ask yourself, have you been holding on to anything against anybody. We want our faith to work, right? We want we want this thing to be a, re- a reality. I want my my life to be free from anxiety. I, I want to be anxious for nothing. That's the bar. That's the pole vault I'm trying to go to. May not be there 100% yet, but I'm on my way. So let me check. Faith works by love. I, I want to receive that by faith. And faith works by love. So God, is there any offense that I'm holding on to anybody? Am I, am I holding them in a place of judgment? And, and you know what? You, you know that I'm not one of those preachers that tries to embarrass you and call you to the front. And you know, man, you know. And if that's the case, it's real simple. You just do this. You say, God, right now by faith, I release them and I forgive them. I didn't say all the feelings were going to be there. I didn't say it was going to feel. Oh, lovey-dovey. I didn't say you were going to want to go hang out with them tomorrow. Maybe you do. I don't know. But in my own heart, I forgive. I make a a willful decision. God, I forgive so-and-so. I release them from any bondage I've held them in. I forgive them. I'm not justifying or excusing them or anything like that. I'm making sure my own heart is healthy and whole 
and pure so I can grow, so I can move on, so I can live free from anxiety. I release them. I forgive them. And God, I ask you to help them. Help them to heal. Because maybe something happened and, and, and it was totally wrong. And the reason something happened or they said that or whatever the situation, because they got their own issues. So Lord, help them to be strong. Help them to become healthy. Help them pray. Job, oh my goodness. Job went through it. But the scriptures teach us that when he began to pray for his friends, that the Lord ended up giving him double for his trouble. Lord, we release them. We forgive them. And I ask you for grace to help me to process and to deal with and, 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 and overcome these emotional attachments and the, the, the feelings that I'm feeling towards them. But God, I make a conscious decision to release them. So now, now I'm walking in the love of God. Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He forgave when he was being treated wrong. So let's make the willful decision to cut out the distractions. Maybe you need to take a season and just delete your social media for a season. Just take a break. Maybe go back to a flip phone for a couple months. Maybe go old school and get the cord. Maybe leave your phone at home and do a radical thing and go to the store and leave your phone at the house. Just for a moment. Like, what if you just had a moment of peace? I know she's playing, and I, and I appreciate Oh, Thank you for being there. Can you hang out for just a little more? Okay. Can I bring this in for a landing? Y'all know what that means? That's the preacher's way of wrapping it up. And we get three closings. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to bring this home. You know you're not supposed to tell preachers that stuff. Luke chapter 10, she's going to put it on the screen real quick. Let me give you an example in the scriptures. And Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem. They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted, there's that word, by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here? You can almost hear the sarcasm or the upsetness. Doesn't it just seem unfair to you that my sister, and that totally sounds like a sibling, doesn't it? That my sister just sits here while I do all the work, probably put her hands on her hip, maybe did her neck and snapped her finger or something like, tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, I think the New King James says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. 
Put up verse 40 real quick if you can. Is this helping anybody today? But Martha was distracted. The King James uses the word cumbered. That word distracted means this. It means to draw around, to draw away, distract. Metaphorically means to be driven about mentally. Oh, come on, church. To be overoccupied, too busy about a thing. It means this, to sum it up, to drag all around. She was distracted. She was being dragged all around. And get the picture. Jesus is in her house. And most of us would probably fall under the category of Martha if Jesus Christ himself was coming to your house with his disciples. You want the food to be right. You want the table to be set right. I know my wife, like the house would need to be clean. Yard would need to be mowed. Like, come on, that's, that's, that's realistic. We get that. But she was, but Jesus wasn't concerned about the dinner and the everything being right. He was there to sit and talk the word. And he probably came in and sat down and just started talking. And Mary was like, oh, Jesus is here. Yo, I'm, I'm fitting to sit down, and I know, like, he's been doing these miracles. I, I want to hear some stories. What you talking about, Jesus? But Mary, but Martha was being dragged all around. I got to get this out of the oven. And Mary, she's over there just sitting with Jesus. And if there's anybody in the kitchen with her, you know she was probably talking to the people. Mary, she's just out there sitting there listening to Jesus. Ain't even talking. Ain't even trying to help me. Oh, my gosh. I'm in here sweating. I'm trying to get everything prepared. Peter over there. Y'all know how Peter eats. Oh, my goodness. I got to get, right? Going on and on and on and on and on. Dragged around. And then Jesus says in verse 41, you are careful. You are careful about many things. Which means to be anxious, to be troubled with cares. That word trouble means to make turbid or murky. You ever seen water? And it's got mixed with mud? It's murky water. Can't see through it. That's what this word means that was going on in her mind. How many of us are distracted serving Jesus? We're busy serving the Lord. That it's caused us to become murky in our thinking, distracted, too busy, too busy serving the Lord that we neglect to sit and listen to what he has to say. Come on, we're probably all guilty, especially us preachers. I lump myself in that group. We get so busy serving God that we forget to sit at His feet. Causing our thinking to be murky. And look at the next verse, verse 42. There is only one thing to be concerned about and Mary has discovered it. What was she doing? Sitting at His feet, listening to His Word. And the New King James says she chose the good part. And it will not be taken away from her. So you're dealing with anxiety. Dealing with fear. You're dealing with worry. Maybe your answer isn't in serving God more. Maybe the murkiness isn't even from a tribulation. Maybe the, the dragging around in your mind isn't from the 
tribulations or the pressure of the world. Maybe it's just from you got so busy serving Jesus. Come on, am I stepping on toes? Are we saying amen, old me? What's going on here? Y'all, y'all understand me though, right? What if we just today chose to choose the good part and just sit at his feet and listen? Plenty of time to do stuff. We understand that. And we need to do stuff. I'm not saying don't go serve the Lord. I'm saying take time to choose the good part that will not, that's the one thing that will not be taken away in that story. What? Sitting at his feet. Father, whatever we need help with today, I pray you bless us and I pray you guide us and you help us. I pray that something that was said today will encourage us. I pray that we can apply something applicable in our life by something that was said today. Maybe we're already hitting on all cylinders with this thing and we're, we're right on track and this thing is just right on line and just confirming, man, I'm, I'm on the right path. And if that's the case, praise God. But maybe some of us are in here and we're saying, dude, I have been absolutely just beat up mentally for the past however long. And I pray that today, Father God, they'll learn how to fight again. They'll learn how to overcome. They'll learn to rest in you. They'll learn to speak the word. They'll learn to pray instead of worry. And God, I pray that in the days to come, that I'll hear a testimony back from somebody in this church. Saying, Zachary, it's been five years since I've dealt with any anxiety. Zachary, it's been ten years since I've dealt with any anxiety. You came and preached on August 8th, 2021. Man, I started meditating. I started speaking the word. I started praying instead of worrying. And you know what? At the time, that wasn't my reality. But as I began to put into practice the word, I began to see this thing become a reality. And eventually, you know what? I reached the bar and I leaped over that pole vault. And now I'm free from anxiety. And guess what? Now I'm teaching my kids. And my kids are learning from birth that they ain't got to be anxious. So, Lord, I pray this blessing over this church as I close this out. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And I pray, Lord, that you bless them. As it is my custom, God, I bow my knee and I give you all the glory for what you're doing in this place. If there's somebody in here who's yet to call upon the name of the Lord, I pray they do so today. I pray, God, that faith rise in their heart And they make the decision to choose Jesus, to believe that God raised him from the dead and confess, say with their mouth, Jesus is Lord. Thank you so much. I command every foul spirit that would hinder anybody mentally and cause anxiety, worry, or fear to dominate their life. 
those that those whose minds are murky. I pray right now, peace be in Jesus' name. And I command every foul spirit that would harass or hinder any person that's dealing with that. I command that spirit to leave. I command that spirit to go in Jesus' name. And I speak health, hope, and shalom. Peace, peace, complete peace, perfect peace. And to every mind in this room. And every mind that may be listening that wants to receive the peace of God. And Lord, may this be our reality that we're anxious for nothing. Pray about everything. And walk with the peace of God surrounding us and guarding our hearts and minds all the days of our life. To you be all the glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.